Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Yesterday, the Australian Electoral Commission published the formal arguments coming from both the yes and no campaigns around the upcoming referendum on constitutional change recognising First Nations Australians and creating an Indigenous voice to Parliament. There's been a lot of confusion around the debate leading up to this point, with many hoping this formal release will help clear up the sticking points being pointed to by those in both camps. Today, we outline the arguments for and against, so you can make up your mind as to which way you will vote when the referendum is finally called. But first, news headlines for Wednesday, July 19. Aussie football superstar Sam Kerr has been endorsed by another sporting legend, Ash Barty, saying she's admired the Matilda for a long time. The love between the two is mutual, despite only having met once in Tokyo at the Olympic Games. Kerr saying in 2021 that Barty was the cream of the crop, saying she literally wins everything but is so humble and that she was keen to have a Barty party. Barty says Kerr's drive and tenacity to be successful in every team she plays in is special and her ability to inspire Australian kids is amazing. Kerr will be the country's most watched athlete from tomorrow when she takes to the field with the Matildas for the opening games of the Women's World Cup being played here in Australia. Barty saying if anyone can cope with the intense glare and pressure, it's Kerr. Stan Grant will return to the public arena tonight, hosting an expert panel to demystify the Indigenous voice to Parliament. Indigenous Australians Minister Linda Burney and lawyer and land rights activist Noel Pearson will address the Sydney Town Hall Forum before a panel of experts, including prominent Yes campaigners, take audience questions. Grant, who stepped away from his role as host of Q&A on the ABC two months ago due to racist trolling, will run the panel, which will also include Kerry O'Brien and Thomas Mayo, who wrote a book about The Voice, and one of the country's leading constitutional experts, Anne Twomey. Meanwhile, another constitutional lawyer, Greg Craven, is furious that he's been quoted by the No campaign in the pamphlet being sent out to all Australians, saying he's 100% committed to enshrining the advisory body in the Constitution, saying he made it clear he did not want his comments around this debate to be used by the No camp. He's contacted Peter Dutton's office to raise a complaint and says he will also raise the issue with the Australian Electoral Commission. Controversial internet star Andrew Tate will remain under house arrest in Romania, charged with rape, human trafficking and forming a criminal gang to sexually exploit women. The decision by the Bucharest Tribunal comes a month after the 36-year-old was formally indicted, along with his brother Tristan and two Romanian women, all four denying the allegations levelled against them. Tate telling journalists outside the court that the moral arc of the universe bends towards justice in the end, saying he and his brother are extremely 
extremely resilient people. The brothers won an appeal in March to be moved from prison to house arrest while they await trial. Despite the rest of the world declaring its back, the Australian Bureau of Meteorology have not yet officially confirmed the return of El Nino. Instead, the bomb has left the El Nino declaration at alert level, meaning there's a 70% chance of the event developing. The Bureau waiting for atmospheric conditions to line up as well as the threshold for sea surface temperatures. At this point, the trade winds and southern oscillation index have not been met. The UN's World Meteorological Organisation declared El Nino's return earlier this month. The UK government says they hope a viable solution can be found for the 2026 Commonwealth Games, which were to be held in Victoria, but insist them stepping in to host is getting slightly ahead of themselves. Scotland's First Minister Hamza Youssef has asked his staff to explore the possibility of his country hosting as part of a multi-country UK bid after Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews announced his state's withdrawal from hosting yesterday, citing a substantial rise in the cost of putting on the event. The Mayor of Christchurch in New Zealand has also expressed the desire to part-host the event, suggesting they could do a deal as they've done with the Women's World Cup and share hosting duties with Australia. But the New Zealand Olympic Committee quickly shut down the possibility, instead focusing on bidding for the 2034 Games. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Over a six-month period in 2015, the 12-member Referendum Council, made up of both Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians, travelled to 12 locations across Australia, meeting with more than 1,200 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander representatives in order to create the Uluru Statement from the Heart. That document called for Australians to walk together with First Nations people and make changes to the Constitution. Proportionally... We are the most incarcerated people on the planet. We are not an innately criminal people. Our children are alien from their families at unprecedented rates. This cannot be because we have no love for them. And our youth languish in detention in obscene numbers. They should be our hope for the future. These dimensions of our crisis tell plainly plainly the structural nature of our problem. This is the torment of our powerlessness. We seek constitutional reforms to empower our people and take a rightful place in our own country. When we have power over our destiny, our children will flourish. They will walk in two worlds and their culture will be a gift to their country. We call for the establishment of a First Nations voice enshrined in the Constitution.
That's Professor Megan Davis, member of the Referendum Council, reading the Uluru Statement from the Heart at the First Nations Constitutional Convention after it was finalised in 2017. Back then, the call for change was knocked back by the Turnbull government, then Attorney General George Brandis and Indigenous Affairs Minister Nigel Scullion, saying they didn't think the radical constitutional change would be supported by a majority of Australians. The Uluru Statement from the Heart was shelved until 2022, when Labor swept to victory at the federal election. New Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announcing at the Gama Festival that his government would not leave it up to politicians, but would instead put it to Australians to decide if they do or do not support it. Since that moment, the arguments both for and against have been quick to defend their positions. Those in the Yes camp have told those still trying to figure out their stance that if they don't vote yes, they'll be on the wrong side of history. Those in the No camp have put forward arguments that the Yes camp have continually proven are not true, calling them out for deliberately creating fear where there is none. News poll shows national support for the referendum has dropped to 41%, with 38% of female voters and 45% of men backing the constitutional change. Support for the no vote in the regions has grown to 62%, with only 31% in favour of the voice. So what are the formal yes and no arguments? In the yes camp, They say the reasons to support constitutional change is because the idea came directly from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, a proposal backed by more than 80% of First Nations people. The Yes Camp says constitutional recognition brings concrete results, that it is a powerful statement that will drive practical change. It will ensure people have a better life and that the voice is a vehicle to deliver real improvements for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. The Yes campaign believes a voice will bring the country together, reconciling with the past and moving towards a better future. They say it will also save money because when governments listen to people, they get better outcomes and use funding more effectively. Why is the voice needed? And the simple answer is because the gap isn't closing fast enough. For far too long, governments have made policies for Indigenous Australians, not with Indigenous Australians. We need a voice to change that. That's Indigenous Australians Minister Linda Burney. In the No Camp, they believe constitutional change is risky. They say they do want to help Indigenous Australians in disadvantaged communities, However, they don't think the voice is the answer and presents a real risk to our system of government. They say the voice is too unknown, that there's no details provided on how members of the voice would be chosen or how it would operate, concerned that Australians are being asked to vote first before these details are worked out. They also believe it's divisive, that enshrining a voice in the constitution for only one group of Australians means permanently dividing the country. They have concerns on it being an irreversible change, that putting a voice in the constitution means it's permanent and we'll be stuck with negative consequences. The No Camp also doesn't believe that it will actually help Indigenous Australians, saying more bureaucracy is not the answer. 
There are currently hundreds of Indigenous representative bodies at all levels of government, along with the National Indigenous Australians Agency, which has 1,400 staff. Some of this country's top legal experts can't agree on how the constitutional change may be interpreted. But what we do know is that the wording of this proposal gives Labor's voice a near unlimited scope. When one constitutional law professor warned the voice may have input on matters, quote, from submarines to parking tickets, his concerns were mocked in this parliament. The Prime Minister may mock these concerns, but the reality is he cannot guarantee that the voice won't input on these matters. That's Opposition Indigenous spokeswoman Jacinta Nampangina-Price. These arguments will now be sent out to all Australians as a pamphlet ahead of the poll, which will fall sometime between October and December this year. Although the Prime Minister flagged on Monday that he won't be announcing the exact date until at least September, saying unlike his last appearance at the Northern Territory Gama Festival, where he announced that there would be a referendum, he won't be using that same stage to announce the date when the festival returns in August. Mr Albanese says he realises that voters don't appreciate very long campaigns, brushing off polling that suggests the yes vote was dropping, saying he remains confident Australians will vote in the constitutional changes' favour. Now we have both sides formally mapped out, where do you stand? A proposed law to alter the constitution to recognise the First Peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Do you approve this proposed alteration? The Quickie is produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyon.